guest is here. Uh, I'm sorry. Like, no, you're fine. Hey, you're you're great. You're look at that. I, I, I just came back from the gym and then I was legit like I know I had to do some. And I checked Twitter and I see 9 p.m. I'm like, yo, I got a podcast. I got to go on this shit. I don't want to, do, you know what I mean? I, hey, look, this is, we like that about that. We like that about you. And that's why you're a perfect fit for this show because this show's live. This isn't a podcast. We just happen to take it and put it out on the podcast yeah. forums. But we're live all the time. Well, I mean, yeah. What's good to the live crowd, everybody? I'm the Prize City OG, the Prize Alec Price, the one and only Northeast Beast Buster Killer himself, Kowalski Blood. Northeast captain, you know what I mean? How you guys doing? I'm glad to be on here. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Um, let, me, let me pull my notes around. That was awesome. In the meantime, you're you're from you as you said, you're the you're the prize uh, of 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 Eastern East Boston. You're a mass hole. Yep. You already know that. Yeah, damn straight. Born and raised. I was born in Southie, raised up in Eastie. I'm the product of two rival boroughs. Wow, that is interesting. That's going to lead me right into this next question that I don't have on these notes here. Uh, a Southie <laughs> and, and uh, Eastie. Was it an Eastie? Is that how you say it? Yeah, Eastie. Okay, so Southie and an Eastie. Uh, uh, one of my favorite movies of all... I'm not from Boston. I'm from New York, although I'm a big Boston fan. Uh, one of my favorite movies is The Departed, and a lot of Southie stuff in there, a lot of rivals. Um, one... Do you relate to that movie too? Did you like it? How does it uh, portray uh, Boston? Um, I mean that definitely. Like it, the the game has changed uh, since the Departed. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? The Departed was uh, more of a take on like old school selfie, right. Right. like when Whitey Bulger was in control. So more of like the seventies and eighties. Um, that was more when the mafia kind of had their, their grasp on Southie and like, you know, the Irish had Southie and the Italians had Eastie in the North end. So like now it's, it's totally different. Like Eastie still gets down, but it's, it's, it's a, it's basically a melting pot barrel. There's a, you know, everyone's an immigrant in Eastie. So you have everyone, uh, like everyone and their mother, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter what you are, who you are, you're an Eastie. And the same thing for Selfie now, because Selfie kind of got gentrified. Okay. So it's not as rough as it used to be. Eastie still gets down. It's just starting to get like, starting to get yuppie eyes. Do you know what I mean? I get you. I hear that. But uh, I mean, if you want, if you want to see some action, you go to like Dorchester and like Roxbury right I'm now. Not, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, like now. Mass Ave. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> when you want to see some action. I'm not doing it's any of World that. World War Three down there. <laughs> like that. Um. I, I was prepping for you, was preparing, uh, looked into, you have a big family, uh, sports, athletic family, but you, per se, uh, weren't a wrestler. Like, wrestling, you didn't have, your school, did they just not want to teach kids in, in nah, Massachusetts uh, to fight? Boston, Boston Public Schools, uh, they didn't want to teach inner city, uh, inner city, inner city, inner city. <laughs> inner city, that's a new word. <laughs> inner city, inner city schools, uh, inner city kids had a fight. I mean, like every like if you go out of mass like out of boston out of bps they have wrestling programs right. in every single suburban school but once you go into the city they ain't got none of that uh as i said you had a you had a big family i think it was uh seven seven people living in, in a in an apartment growing up yeah in a two and a half bedroom apartment now you know me and my dad struck out my dad hit the lotto and me and him bought a crib uh 45 minutes north of eastie 
Okay. Which is it's kind of like a castle to us, but growing up in a two and a half bedroom apartment with seven people, you know what I mean? Like all we had was each other. Um, at the end of the day, like blood was thicker than water to us because we didn't have anybody else and we didn't have anything. Like my dad was the only breadwinner, so he would go from early in the morning to late in the afternoon, come back, eat dinner, and go to sleep because that's just what he had to do. How does we that? Eating... Go ahead. What? No, go I'm ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Go like ahead. we, it was just uh, I mean. It wasn't easy, right. um, but, like, seeing my dad work like that, like, I gained, I think, the respect for everything. Like, I didn't, I wasn't raised to be a kid. I was raised to be an adult. Mm. Like, that's why anything I put my mind to, my parents have always backed me and, like, you're going to succeed. You're a Parnell. I know you, you're a Price. I know you're going to succeed. So, like, anytime I did sports, like, football or track or baseball or soccer or when I did, like, a little bit of karate when I did – you know what I mean, boxing, or when I did, when I started doing, like, you know what I mean, like, doing trash, or when I started doing wrestling, they were always there for me, because that's just all we had was each other, and if we didn't have each other, then what we had, nothing. Uh, you matured at a young age, you're paying rent mm-hmm. at, at the age of 15, your dad hardworking, uh, you, instills that in yourself, as you just said, uh, influenced you, influenced basically everything that we see right now how you're driven and, and passionate to to drive your career um how did how did uh what what wrestling promotion did did nana introduce you to, to introduce you to it was uh the old school wwf at the time wow classic yeah like i didn't really because we weren't we didn't really have, like, I never watched pay-per-views. Right. I just watched live on TV. Can't afford you that. know what I mean? Yeah. No, I hear you. Like, so, she introduced me to Olds, but she was watching the Von Erics. Like, she was watching wrestling before I was even born. Right. Her favorite was Carrie. She loved the she loved the Texas Tornado. <laughs> oh, man. We, someone else's, Vanessa, someone else's grandmother loved the Von Erics, too. I can't remember who it was. I mean, they, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they were good-looking boys. You know they what I mean? Were. They were good wrestlers. They had, you know, charisma. Like, I loved Kevin because yeah. he was just, like, a cool, unique high flyer. But he wasn't a high flyer, but he was. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was a mix between everything. It was pretty fire. Yeah, they're, they're, they're boys doing good stuff. Uh, yeah, the boys are doing great. Yeah. And they look exactly like, you know what I mean, the uncles and their father. Like, oh it's gosh. wild. We, we had them on here one night, and they... They were they were late to the show, just like you. It was great. They popped right in, fresh off of mowing their lawn in Hawaii, I believe. <laughs> they had no shirts on, first of all. So your your you know your grandmother would have loved it. No shirts on, <laughs> sweating, beads of sweat coming down their face, and it was it was a great and great time, great and insight. I mean, tons of experience there. Uh, oh yeah, she would have loved it for sure. Um, so let me so correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you have been wrestling for five to six years, per se. Yeah, six years now. Six years. Uh, you're 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 striving. You're trying. Uh, you may be. Uh, you you've been in Limitless. You've done things in Beyond Wrestling Open. Uh, where have, where else have I seen you? Uncharted territory. Um, but it all started obviously like a lot of people start with backyard wrestling. Um. Mm-hmm. What made you want to go from backyard wrestling to basically not dying? What made you want to make that jump to training? Um, so 
I always wanted to be a wrestler since I was a kid. I used to tell my mom, I'm either going to be a wrestler or an MMA fighter. And she would be like, I'd rather you a wrestler <laughs> because, you know, an MMA fight and you get a couple of fights and they're really trying to like, you can die. And I'm like, well, you can die in wrestling. She's like, yeah, but it's cooler. And I'm like, all right, cool. I, I like that. You know what I mean? Right. But um, I joined my uh, my boy's backyard fed. I think it was freshman year of high school. Wow. So, uh, it's like freshman or sophomore year of high school. No, sophomore year of high school. And I joined it, and, you know, it was just one of those feds where it wasn't like we were trying to make money or, like, get fans or trying to get on, a, like, professional shows. We were in my boy's backyard in Dorchester with his with his grandma screaming over the rail and saying, don't kill Spider-Man, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, we were just having fun. So it was called, like, ECA. And um, I did it for one year, and I remember like we had kept moving areas, and when we finally got to my boy's backyard, what we had set up was kind of like a base. So it was like we had milk crates, which a bunch of milk crates that I took from uh, the Seven Eleven up the street from my house. <laughs> it just was snatching them because my boy worked there. He was like, "You can have them." I'm like, "All right, yeah, bro, you gonna tell them. me shit?" You know what I mean? So I put up a bunch of milk crates, and then we'd have two mattresses and a tarp over it. And one day he went to give me a Canadian, but when he went to give me a Canadian, he hooked my legs, uh, my arms, he hooked his uh, legs to my arms like a, a cold red. Yep. So when he went back and I flipped, I like my head went in between the mattress. So like it hit the right spot where my shoulders bounced up because if it did it, I would have cracked my neck. Like oh. where I was, I would break in my neck. So okay. like by the power of whatever, whoever was watching over me that day came down and just like right in between the two matches split and my shoulder stopped me from cracking my neck. And after that, I was like, you know what? <laughs> Maybe because, I don't you, want to die. Uh, you know what? I, if I'm going to do this, I'm just going to get trained. Like my cousin tried wrestling. He did backyard and he got trained. But like I didn't know about that. But he used to like he used to like I guess he trained at Burns school, like Richard Burns school for like a couple of weeks. But he was a backyarder and he got hurt. And then he couldn't wrestle anymore because he got hurt in backyard. And I'm like, I don't want to get hurt doing backyard if i'm gonna get hurt i want to be at least trained like i want to do this right. like a year of backyard gave me that like all right i can do this because i felt like i was better than the people at my backyard you know what i mean like yeah. i already they, the, the kid was like mini vince mcmahon you know what i mean <laughs> three strikes in your L policy of the backyard company like listen you got three strikes and if not you're out i'm gonna start i'm gonna start doing drug tests too we're gonna start having weed tests and making sure everybody's clean. I'm like, brother, Dude. like you're not. Where's the con? Like we're we're 15. You know what I mean? Like we just like, don't want to do 18. our schoolwork. We're here. Just leave us yeah, alone. Like, we're here after. Like, come on, dog. Like, you know what I mean? How but, old was that person? Was huh? How old was the mini Vince McMahon? He, I think Seb was about like 19 at the time. Okay. So I was like sophomore year. I was 15, probably. No, no, because I I stayed back once. I stayed. I started school late because my birthday's within the school right. date yep. of start. So I would have to wait till the next year. And then I stayed back in third grade because they wanted. To, I have really bad. I have really bad dyslexia. Mm -hmm. Um, it's gotten better over the years. Like really bad AAC and dyslexia. So like I, and like you know when I was younger, my um I had like hearing problems because I had mad fluid in my ears. So I would I, I had to go to like speech therapy for years after they got the flu out. That's why yeah. sometimes I'd be mumbling and fumbling my words. It's nice. not because like yeah. 
I'm doing it on purpose or I'm fucking like I'm off something. It's because like it's just it happens naturally. You know what I mean? I got to get over it. But um, I like wasn't doing good in school um, and they wanted to send me to the summer school, but they never told me where I was going. And my mom was just like, you know what? I'm not going to send you to summer school. She was like, you struggled through this year. What are you going to do? Go through summer school to struggle through next year. I think you should stay back, stay home, and just do third grade again. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And I did it. And then my mom put me in karate. And that kind of like jump-started me and like gave me more discipline. You know what I mean? It kind of helped me kind of like hone my like ADHD and not be able to just be all over the place and thinking about shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just kept going. So I think it was like... 16, 17, 17 in freshman year, or it was 18, no, 18 in junior year. So, yeah, so 17, I was a sophomore when I was 17. So it was like 16, 17, when around that time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because my birthday's within the year, so it doesn't start. So it'd be like 17, yeah, 16 and 17, then it'd be 18, then 19, and then... Like, I think 19, I was supposed to graduate, and then I dropped out for two years. But I didn't technically drop out. I just didn't uh, sign papers. You know what I mean? I just stopped going to school because I started working in wrestling, and I was working a full-time job. And I never really was a kid to go to school. You know what I mean? It wasn't like I had bad attendance. I had great grades. Yeah. Yeah, my my family's not like this. Like, we're raised to be workers. Like, we were raised to be adults since we were kids. We weren't raised to be, like, you know what I mean? Like, school's great, but if you're going to get a job, get a fucking job and work 40 hours a week. That's what I was doing. And then I tried to go back, didn't do it, and then, like, I went back a second time. And I remember it was, like, it was, like, crazy because I was, like, I didn't want to hit up the people. Because at the time, I was, like, I was about to hit that mark of, like, I was too old to go to school. So they were going to ship me out to the adult programs. And I hit up my counselor, Miss Curly, and I'm like, Miss, like, is there any way, like, we can talk about me coming back? And she was like, I, I was just thinking about you, like, there's been a lot of moments in my life where it's like, I've had, like, I feel like, you know what I mean, like, chances, yeah. like, too many chances sometimes, but, like, I appreciate it. And she was just like, you know, I've been thinking about you, come on Monday if you're serious. And I went in, and I stayed the whole year, and I ended up graduating and got my, my diploma. And, like, I just hit 21, and I was like, bro, they didn't kick me out. They were like, you're already auto-rolled, so it's easy like that. We ain't going to worry about nothing. Just shut your mouth, show up to school, you're graduating, <laughs> kid. And I was like, all right, cool, you know what I mean? But it's like that guidance counselor gave you that gave you that olive branch, gave you open that door, you know? Gave me that, you know what I mean? And, like, you know, the teachers were great, too, because, like, my teacher was my old football coach, Coach Paz. And then uh, Miss Canary, Miss uh, Canary, I think it was, but I could be Miss Carrie. And Paz didn't care. He just gave you a worksheet and let you do your thing. You know what I mean? But right. they knew I was wrestling, and they also knew that I was out of school for two years. So they were able to like let me do me. You know what I mean? And like they didn't treat me like a kid. Like I would come back from like from wrestling. I would come back from like big time wrestling when I first started just came back from north carolina i'm like miss i just caught back i came back in a floor i have two hours of sleep is there any way i can just sleep and she was like yep just go in the corner you ain't gonna worry about it and then she would let the other kids know like hey alec just got back don't mess with him he's gonna sleep 
Like, Alec is not a kid like you. Alec has been out in the adult yeah. world, and he's been wrestling all weekend. So if you mess with him, he's not going to be happy. You know what I mean? Right. And, like, they're all, like, my little brothers and sisters, so they all be cool and shit. But it was lit. Like, it, I, you know what I mean? I'm kind of grateful that they let me back in well, and let it, me be able to get my GED. Not my GED, but my diploma. Right. You know what I mean? And it takes – I mean, kudos to them, those teachers, the counselor, the, the, the football coach was also – I work in the school system and, and it, it take like, they knew you, they knew you as a person. They knew who you were. They knew how hard they knew my family. They knew your family, how hardworking you are, uh, where, where like that means a lot to you personally to finish, get done, um, and not have to ship you out to, to adult school and whatnot. Cause you, you probably, if they would have shipped you out, I don't know, maybe I'm speaking for you, but you probably wouldn't have done it. You you would you no, had, I probably wouldn't have. I would have back to work. Or you had a you had a you job. I mean? You you were already you were already an adult. Basically, you're an adult since fifteen. You're paying rent for the family. Yeah. Right? So, uh, wow, it happens. Woo. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. But like, I got it, and I got my diploma, and like, I felt like a, a weight was lifted off my shoulders, and I feel like at that point, I was able to evolve and finally start progressing as like more of like an adult than as a wrestler you know what i mean right yeah yeah yeah. so um all right so you 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 trained at uh okay you said a lot of things there threw me for a loop you trained <laughs> at the you that's okay. good it's all right it's, this is what the show is i write all these bullet points down yeah. and i never get to them uh it's my adhd we'll we'll handle it we'll deal with it <laughs> oh <laughs> um, yeah you trained at the bell time ADHD club bros for life yeah right Nothing wrong with that. Let's go. I got two kids upstairs. Got the same goddamn thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> see where I am? You just got me. Uh, Bell Time Club. You trained at that um, with uh, Bo Doug and uh, Bo. Yeah, Bo. Bo Doug. Yeah, Bo Douglas. Bo Douglas. Bo the Douglas. Dynasty. Wow, Bo Douglas was the name of a middle linebacker for the Jets as well. Just gonna throw that out there. Or was it Hugh Douglas? I don't remember. Anyways, Bell Time Club, Bo Douglas, you changed the dynasty. But you mentioned something. Big time wrestling. That's in Massachusetts, right? That's John that's John Cena yeah. Senior's wrestling thing, right? Isn't he involved in that? No. Um no, it's uh Steve Ricard oh. and uh Okay. Yeah, Steve oh no, Steve Perkins. Steve Perkins and uh Terry Allen. They big run time big time wrestling. Okay, big time. I don't know what I'm thinking of. Uh, but Bell Time Club. John Cena Senior did do a show with, with like we're on a couple big time, yeah, okay. like the Lynn shows and stuff. That must be what I'm thinking of. Um, you went in. Uh, it, we're we're approaching tax season. If it wasn't for tax season and that tax refund, you wouldn't even have gotten a, big, a Bell Time Club. Yeah, no cap. Like it was, it was like um, I feel like it was fate because it was like. I hit on my mom, like, I was, I talking to my mom about wanting to be a wrestler, and I couldn't find a spot, and, like, I looked up spots, but they were all in other areas, and my mom was like, hey, like, I went to high school with somebody that's a wrestler, you know what I mean, like, he actually wrestles right now, his name's Pat Dillon, so she was like, let me hit him up, because I know he, like, has a school, or he knows somebody that has a school, so we hit up Pat Dillon, I, uh, I started talking to him, I started really getting, like, into him and telling him about everything, and then tax season came and my parents forked up the bread because they realized I really wanted to do this. You know what I mean? Like 
like my parents had no problem supporting us when they knew we really wanted to do it. Like if they had to struggle for a couple of weeks, they would struggle for a couple of weeks just to make sure that we were happy. So started at the Bell Time Club February 23rd, 2017 on the Bo Douglas and Benny Jooks. Um, had my first Royal Rumble at three months, had my first singles match against my trainer, Total Local slash Benny Jooks um, at UFO Wrestling. Uh, six months, and then when I hit, I think, a year, I started going on the road with big-time wrestling um, with my trainer, and I'd go up uh, up and down the East Coast to North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Pennsylvania, um, everywhere. I mean, you were, Maryland. On, you were on this path, this trajectory, this path, let's not try to say that other word. You're on trajectory. this path. Yeah, thank you. You're on this path of just like superstar. Like you were on your way, in my mind, to get signed. Then the this stupid pandemic hit. Derailed everybody. Yeah. Derailed in the entire independent wrestling world. Um Do you how, I mean, did that bring you down? Like how did that make you feel like mentally? Just, I mean, it, mentally, you... when wrestling wasn't here, I was kind of lost, right. and I kind of started to slip into the bad habits that I was doing before okay. I was wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, I was selling drugs. I was chilling out with my friends. You know what I mean? We were having problems with people. I had a lot of beef. Um, I was just doing stupid shit that I didn't have to do. Right. You know what I mean? And um, it was because wrestling is the only thing I feel like I was put on this earth to do. Like, I love wrestling. And I feel like, like anytime I've done sports my whole life, right. but those sports I never felt like were me. When I do wrestling, I feel like it's me. Like I feel like this is what I was meant to do. So when I didn't have it, I was lost. But I actually, uh, I'm appreciative of the pandemic because that's where I really started to grow as a wrestler. When the pandemic started to be over. But it was like still during it, we had like uh, Limitless Wrestling start doing the road tapings. Yep. And that's when it was like I started focusing more on cameras and other shit and kind of started growing me because I'm like, all right, fans aren't here, but now I can take this opportunity to grow myself and test this out and try this. And that's how like the real Prize City OG started. You know what I mean? The yeah. prize Alec Price before grew into the prize city og during that during those road tapings and i started to evolve more as a wrestler and i feel like because of that my name was out there because limitless was the only thing running it was and it was it's because we just figured out the format and then everyone was trying to do tapings but the road were already took over and like at that point i was working five to six matches in a day you know what i mean like i'll do two days 12 matches and then it'd be like three months later all right road season's up let's film a new season three six matches in a day you know what i mean like yeah. so i i progressed and then we started doing like the live studio limitless rest like limitless show like not like the road but the limitless shows and then i feel like because of that i was able to build my name kind of really find out who i am as the prize city og because like it's hard because i'm not i'm not like another character i'm myself times 10 right. so when you ask somebody who are you it kind of stumps you because you can't really explain who you are. So when I had that time, I really started figuring out, like, okay, this is what I am. And I wanted to win. I like my fanny pack because fanny pack never lacking. And I like my I like my uh, my windbreaker 
is because it's a Tommy windbreaker. And I like my shorts like this, and my boots like this, and my socks pulled up like this, and I like to say this and that. And it was like, it was that, it, there was that evolution period that I needed. And I feel like if it wasn't for the pandemic, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. Right. That, it, it's so interesting how you put it like that because um, you said like at the, at the start of the pandemic and we won't dwell too much on a pandemic cause I got so many other things, but at the start of the pandemic, like you fell back <laughs> into the, the rut and the shit that you were doing that was just not good for you. Um, selling drugs and, and whatnot wrestling. So wrestling before the, so wrestling took you out of that. Like wrestling saved your life. Yeah. So yeah, so I could imagine how the pandemic, because wrestling saved your life, going, hitting that path, that trajectory, and then, boom, stops. Everything stops. You're like, shit. She made it out. We got out. Yeah, I made it out. And like, that's the thing. That's why Easty's the prize city. Because like, and I'm the prize city OG because no yeah. one's made it out of Easty. I want to be the first that makes it out and puts it on the map independent wrestling uh we've talked to many 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 talents in independent wrestling uh i have gathered it's like a brotherhood it's a family um yeah everyone is for each other but in the end you guys are all vying for that same booking that same spot so how how do you set yourself apart from everybody else to get that booking i just be me <laughs> that's the thing like yeah uh the best wrestlers find what they do best and like find what little unique stuff that they do and they bring it in so like i'm just me my uh, people think my offense is wild and crazy and it is crazy and wild but like it's really simple i just do it my own way you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, that's just how you got to do it. I, I sell my, I, like when I go in the ring, you have Alec Price. You don't have anybody else. You're going to get the same Price City OG every time. Not the same match, but the same person. You're not going to get no, you're not going to get no, you know, bull crap. You're not going to get 30% or 20%. I'm going in there to have a banger. I don't care what spot I'm on. You know what I mean? I do have respect for people that are ahead of me in the card. So I do build my, I do like, if I'm on first match, I want to have the best first match I can have. So the second match has to go ahead of me and have another bigger. So it keeps building and building and building. But I want to have that banger. I want them to be like, wow, that was the best first match I've ever seen. Um, Building matches, having the best match you've ever seen, building on momentum. Uh, I might have my dates out of whack here. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I want to ask you about upsetting Josh Briggs in your experience in the Pride of New England tournament. A lot of big names in there. Um, how much did that influence where you are today? Uh, it was uh, Josh was trained originally before going to Chaotic. He was at Hollows because Mike Hollow, after leaving Chaotic, started doing like single trainings and stuff now he's at elite pro wrestling in new hampshire right. which is a good school but um he started with hollow and hollow had my trainer benny use him so my trainer benny trained him and then the first independent wrestling show that i think it was ufo the first ufo show i went to i seen josh on that show and i always wanted to wrestle him 
And I was like, I don't know, bro. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to wrestle. So when I got to wrestle him in that pride of New England, it was like a full circle moment because my trainer trained him and now he's in there with me. And it's like, it's that big brother, like, holy fuck. You know what I mean? Like, I remember watching this dude as a fan and now we're wrestling and like, he gave me, I kind of evolved that match. And New England, I feel like that tournament was good for me because I evolved as a wrestler. I kind of started to learn the next level of where I wanted to go and what, what I have to start thinking about if I want to get signed or if I want to start getting bookings on big indies and start producing uh, better quality matches. Instead of just producing random indie matches, I want to produce a match. I want to tell a story. And like wrestling him and then wrestling Carmelo Hayes or Christian Casanova yep. was just awesome because these two guys were the you know the top guys in New England at the time. And I was just a little young pup out of a black, uh, you know what I mean? Out of a hole in the wall school, yeah. just trying to, you know, fight for a spot because there's a million of me trying to fight for a spot. And I feel like they seen something in me and they really kind of, they gave me a lot. You know what I mean? Like they didn't have to get, I was, I, you know what I mean? Like I was, I was like three years in, they were cool with me, but they gave me a lot for, you know what I mean? For that match. They didn't have to give me that much. So I got, I, I'm just glad that they did, and they were they were thank I was thankful for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I really grew because of those matches. Um, I I I get that. I I, I totally get that. Uh, very grateful. Uh, the next match I want to ask about is in Limitless Wrestling. You be, when you uh became champion. I I'm pretty sure it was November ish, November thirteenth, maybe against a Limitless yeah. Legend. A limitless legend in my mind, Anthony Green. Yeah. Uh, how impactful was that match on your career? Oh, that was that's when it started blowing up. Yeah. Like, I remember before the limitless belt, it started to kind of like build up, and I started noticing like, wow, bro, I just wrestled Josh Alexander and Eddie Edwards in the mm-hmm. same weekend. You know what I mean? And I'm like thinking to myself, like, what the hell? And then all of a sudden, it's like. I beat AG and then it was just everywhere. Like I got my first flight to Texas and then all of a sudden I was working five days a week or four days a week instead of working two shows a week or maybe like six shows in a month. You know what I mean? Like I started, started putting on dates and I was looking at it like, wow. And like, I remember AG, he said to me before he left, he was like, um, like before he left to the E before when he got yeah. signed, he was like, Hey bro, are you ready? Cause we're gone. So are you going to step the fuck up? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, at first I was like, who me? He was like, you're going to be the guy. I'm like, nah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, thought he was just messing around with me. And then, like, I just, I just remember winning the title. He was like, bro, you are the fucking guy. You know what I mean? Because, like, growing up in New England, bro, I was the, I was the person that people would watch and look up their match and laugh at when I was a greenie. Even though I was a couple weeks in, they would laugh at my shit and they would make fun of me. And I was the one person that no one ever expected to start doing shit or make it or be in those opportunities or build my name, but I did it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, that was it. Cause especially going to Limitless, like I worked my ass off to just progress and get better and, just build my name and like build limitless and like I cried that day. You know what I mean? I, I, I balled. I don't ball like that, but like I balled. I was I was in tears. You should have seen me in locker rooms. Randy's giving me a like 
it was great. That was it. I blew up after that. Um, you you said some things in there. Um, you you weren't you're not the you didn't come from the the top name a top name school. I'll say you're not the biggest dude in the world. Um, for those at home live here tonight or those listening when we push this out, uh, describe your in-ring style and how much does psychology and storytelling play in the way you construct a match because you're not the biggest to step in gotta suck people in somehow right yeah well i mean i think uh i have a face only a mother can love (laughs) and i'm a polarizing figure you know what i mean so um i know people are either gonna love me or hate me i can either open my mouth and they're gonna start booing me or I can do a little dance and they're going to start liking me. You know what I mean? Like um, psychology and storytelling are big. I kind of, that's what pro wrestling is. Yeah. Had, having random matches is fun, but it's nothing. Like, what is that? What does that really entail? Like, how am I really being a pro wrestler? Like the craft of getting, like you have to have and get it. And most people think an indie match is a, is a, is a martial arts movie where go, 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 go. Yeah, that can be a martial arts movie, but martial arts movies have stories. Yes, they do. You know why the motherfuckers are fighting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know why they're fighting. You know why they got beef. So when they fight, it means something. So why, like, these fans are coming here to watch a show and, and see stories come out. You know what I mean? So they want like they don't want to just watch random matches. If they want to watch random matches, they'll go on YouTube. No, they want to be a part of the show. They want to see the story. They want to see the fight. They want to see the struggle. They want to have that empathy. So it's if you don't have that, what are you really doing as a pro wrestler? Like people don't listen to the fans. People don't, don't care about the fans. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes fans can overstep their boundaries, but I wouldn't be anywhere without the Worcester fans. Right. Or the Beyond fans, or the Limitless fans, because you know they really seen me grow from a greenie holding cables every week at Uncharted to getting my spot on Beyond, and then all of a sudden I'm facing Biff and I'm the I'm the top guy. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I just I just when I go in there, I'm a ballsy mouth, loud mouth with a death wish. <laughs> I'm a high flyer, but I'm more of an in your face, hard hitting kind of like. Uh, kind of like hujitsu. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. I, I like to fly. My thing is kind of rebound. Like it's a give and take. You know what I mean? So, I, I when I look at a wrestling match, I like I would watch it back in the day and be like, why don't people just do this? Like if someone's whipping you at the ropes, why don't I just put my foot on the rope and rebound back? <laughs> right. <laughs> Makes sense. But like. What, like you know what I mean, or like, all right, if you're throwing me, why don't I just spring off and go back into a move? Like, I feel like I'm a rebounding kind of dude. It doesn't matter where you throw, I'm coming back at you with something. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's yeah. how I was trained. My trainer was the same way. When we used to roll around and chain wrestle, every time you'd go to get him, he would reverse you. So you had to get him before he reversed you, even though he's reversing. You got to get him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, you have to have that kind of, I like the unorthodox kind of anywhere goes, ring, uh, use the ring in any you know, any means necessary. You got to use your environment. I feel like not a lot of people do that. You know what I mean? Um, psychology, you're thinking. You're always thinking. Yeah. Calling it on the fly. Uh, I'm going to take a quick non sequitur to wrestling. 
because uh, somebody in the chat, Marie Shadows, wants to know um, what your favorite movie is. Ooh, 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 ooh. It depends on... It really depends on, like, on the groove of the night. You know what I mean? But my favorite movie of all time is Jurassic Park. Ooh. But my favorite comedy of all time is Step Brothers. It's <laughs> a classic. Both are classics. I get it. I get the vibe. Both are classics. I must be in a, a very laughing, uh, comedic mood tonight. But both are classics. Jurassic Park. Whew. Yo, Jurassic Park is the best. I just I like the like I like dinosaurs and monsters. Yeah, you know what I mean? Too. I've always been kind of like a monster fan. Even like Godzilla nineteen ninety eight or Godzilla two thousand. I like that movie. I used to pop that in the pop that in the TV with the VHS all the time, bro, as a kid, and just watch that on reruns. Like, it was a dinosaur, and then I was like, oh, it's Godzilla 2. Like, I love the new Godzilla Monsterverse 2. The new one's a fire. Have you seen the new one? I have not. Wait, wait, the new what? Yo. Jurassic Parks? Nah, the no. new uh, oh. Godzillas. No, I have not. Bro, you gotta watch them at fire. They, like, they take the, uh, they make it more animalistic, so instead of Godzilla doing it to, like, hurt humans, she's doing it to attack the other kaijus in their territory like she's territorial the earth is her yeah. territory you know what i mean she's the alpha it's pretty fire nice yeah we'll look at i look at that Jurassic park uh big in i love Jurassic park trying to get my kids into it um i showed them the original they couldn't care less uh because they lack attention span <laughs> <laughs> and and just like i couldn't it couldn't give it to them fast enough couldn't give it to them fast enough they gotta watch it like tiktok like a like a playlist or something uh, yeah, but yeah, like um, show them like show them like five minute videos of it. <laughs> exactly, a uh, great question, Marie. Um, I don't know the best way to transition back into wrestling, so I just won't. Uh, I will ask you Ooh. this: um, you've had you've had some experience with the you've had tryouts with the WWE, I believe, maybe Impact as well. I'm not quite certain on that, uh, but you've also no. been you have not or have. No, no, uh, but not you've yet. had a, you've had a W not yet. We'll get to that. You've had a WWE trial, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been at MLW before. Yeah, and you, I think you've been on you've been on Dark or Elevation or both. Not yet, no. Neither one. Okay, so mm -hmm. either way, you you've had the the teasers, the tryouts for the major promotions. Um, what was your biggest? takeaway from each of those and uh how do you feel you can uh get better at, based on the takeaway that you took uh you know i'm i was extremely grateful for the opportunity that i got you know what i mean like mm -hmm. last year with the WWE tryout um it's just it's just wild uh it kind of was a, it was like you, you go there and you always want to go there. You know right. what I mean? You always want to be a WWE superstar. So when you go there in a tryout and you're in the hotel the first day, you're, it's just not real to you. I bet. Until you actually step in the PC and you're like, whoa. You know what I mean? Because you just see WWE everywhere and you see all the professional stuff and you really look at like what they do and how they, you know, they're, they're, they're looking for wrestlers, but they're looking for professional, they're looking for sports entertainers. And I remember, like, realizing the difference. You know, people used to say all the time, like, 
WWE, like, it's bad that they call them sports entertainers. I don't think it's bad. I get why they call them now. You know what I mean? They want elite-level athletes that are able to branch out outside of wrestling. And, like, if you really want to make it, you're going to have to figure out a way to branch out outside of wrestling and kind of, like, be a multimedia market. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm a professional wrestler. But now I can. I'm trying to figure out how can I go to this or how can I do that. I want. I was starting thinking about starting a new like a YouTube channel where it's like one of those YouTube shows. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a podcast, but it's a YouTube show. And then I'm like, all right, how can I extend to more audiences? You know what I mean? Like how can I like? It's all about on TV. I figured out. It's all about how can you make them money? Right. You're a product at the end of the day. It's a business, right? Yeah, you're a product. It's a business. I feel like not a lot of people really think of it like a business. Like after that, I really realized, all right, this is what I need to do. If I want to start taking myself seriously, I need to start making these steps and start progressing this way. And it really kind of helped me like see what that level is and see what they want and the criteria. So now I have a goal to set. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, you know, to set those little goals, but I have that goal to set and I know what it looks like. So now I just got to keep building until I can get to that. Uh, WrestleMania weekend, always a, a huge weekend, a uh, big weekend for you uh, a couple years ago in Texas. What was your WrestleMania weekend like this year? This year was good. Um, I wrestled three times. I was, I was thinking I was supposed to wrestle four, but one of the shows didn't happen. But I wrestled three times. I wrestled at VXS on Wednesday. It was me versus JTG. We had a banger. That was crazy because I got to wrestle somebody who was like one of my favorites as a kid. I loved crime time. Right. You know what I mean? Yo, what size are your shoes, man? Yo, my size. That's how they would take your shoes. When they would take your shoes, it was the best one. Like it was the best pro. Like they had the best promos. That's so, real life. That that's fun. real life. That happened to me in New Orleans. I know. I know it's real stuff. That's I real used to shit. It all the time. Yeah. Why do you think I? That, why do you think I would never like? If you were in middle school and you were wearing Brett Elevens, that would happen to you. <laughs> yeah. What size of your shoes? <laughs> My size. You don't fucking answer. My size. Don't answer if they ask you. <laughs> Just walk away. Just keep going. Put your head down and go. Um, yeah. but yeah, so WrestleMania in Texas, WrestleMania this year, this is what, this is what I was leading to. This is, this is my transition. Um, y- you're everywhere. You're everywhere. Yeah. You're, you're always in the biggest matches. I haven't seen that type of exposure from an independent talent. Um, the last time I saw it was Daniel Garcia and Wheeler Yuta both signed right after the fact, in my opinion, you're going to be you're going to be somewhere soon. And and I I said to Vanessa today, I was like, "Man, it's so fucking great we got him on because he's going to be signed somewhere soon. Whether that's WWE in NXT starting down there, whether that's MLW, whether that's AEW on Dark or Elevation and build up from there, whatever, whether it's Impact, which is where I think you fit best." Um you're gonna, I love him. I've all, I've I'm an X division baby. Right? You you look you look like a fucking X division champion to me. I appreciate that. You know what I mean? I grew up on the I grew up on that good X division too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Classic X division, I bet. Uh, that classic X division, yeah. That shit was golden. Like even like, yo, I remember that was my favorite. It was the most unique title too. 
Right. You know what I mean? It sure was. Like the, the second one too was a. It was just beautiful. It was. You know what I mean? It was. A, it was a chef's kiss. Um. I gotta type something. I'm sorry, out. I got you off track. No, it's <laughs> fine. I thought of a thought of a question. I had to type it down before I forget. Because uh, I bur- we burned through all our notes, so that never happens. Um. Uh. Okay. I just mentioned AEW. I just mentioned Impact. I just mentioned WWE. Okay. Uh, yep. Phone rings right now. We're we're talking. Your phone rings. Um, it's a contract. You pick the phone up. It's a contract. Who do you hope is on the other end? <laughs> Anybody that wants to offer me a contract. There you go. I like that. Like, not gonna lie. You know what I mean? Right. Don't get me wrong. I got. I got. I. I There's places that I really want to go, but I ain't gonna be stingy if they're gonna. Pay me, you know what I mean? Give me good money to like wrestle for a living. I agree. And that's always like exposure, and that gets me more like, say, if I get signed to a place that's not WWE. Right. You know what I mean? I uh, like, say, if it's like an impact, it's going to be a great place. It's still they have stuff. vets there. They have people that have been there for years. They have that, that, that's experience that I haven't gone yet. Like, even though, like, I did an MLW, I, did, I wrestled for MLW on a taping and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And it was great. And I got that experience of TV wrestling because I never had that. So, like, if I got signed to another contract, that's just, to me, that's more experience and a way to build myself and progress as a professional wrestler. I agree. I think, I I mean, I'm not a wrestler, but that's probably how I would play. I'm living my life through you. That's probably how I would do it. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, anybody wants to offer me money. You know what I mean? Uh, I'll take it all to well, take it. it's a business, <laughs> right? Broken. It's a business. Yeah, we're, we're here to make money. Let's do it. The thing is, I'm not really worried about. I'm like right now. I want to get signed, and that's my goal. Right. But I'm focused on getting better and like growing myself. So I want to get bigger. I want to keep getting. I want to keep build like building my name. I want to still like do some of the stuff on the indie scene that I haven't done. So when I go to WWE, I have all that experience, and I'm like, or if I go to AEW or Impact or MLW, I have that experience and I'm a bigger name. You know what I mean? And like, I go in there with, instead of like going in there with nothing, I go in there with at least something. Right. What is something on the indie scene you haven't done yet that you hope to do? I want to wrestle in, uh, I want to wrestle in Europe. Okay. Hopefully nice. I can maybe possibly get that done this year. I think, uh, you know, every time I, I say stuff out loud. I manifest it. It happens. I said last year I wanted to go to LA at the end of 20. It's going to happen at the end of 2022. I got booked for West Coast Pro uh, in January. And then all of a sudden there was a GCW date. The last legit last week in December. Nice. So I'm going to get there this year. But I want to go wrestle in Europe. Um, I kind of want to have that. I want to train out there. I kind of want to like maybe go. I'll go to. I want to go to Germany. I want to go to Italy. I want to go to the UK. Um, I want to, I want to go, I want to end my line or my like European trip in Portugal because like I have family out there I never met and then, and just keep progressing. Like if I got to keep building myself, like everyone's road different. I can't say I'm going to get signed tomorrow or today, but I'm going to get signed. I know I'm going to get signed. I, I so agree with that. I just got to keep progressing. Uh, the last time I felt this confident, uh, was with Billy Starks and, there's news out there yeah, today yeah. that she got signed, so I feel very confident. 
Um, but what do I know, right? But you said uh, you want to go out there, you want to progress, you want to make yourself better every day, all the time. I have failed tonight in the really cool, like, promoting your shows type of thing. We got your links out there, and you can promote those at the end. But but I do want to know, what do you have coming up? What, what, what can we promote? Where can we see you? So... I got some. I got some good dates. Ooh, I, like uh, I know I like this Thursday I'm at open. I know I have something on the 15th, but I have to check. 16th I'm in New Jersey for DPW. Okay. That's gonna be fire. Next next week I have HOG Hog in Brooklyn, New York. I got Limitless Wrestling on the 22nd. Um, and I just I have so many dates that I can't remember. <laughs> but those are the ones for the next two weeks right now. It's just I get like four or five days a weekend, so I have them in my calendar. But like I legit go, all right, this this week, this this week, next week. I worry about it next week. You know what I mean? But I know I got a bunch of GCW dates coming up. Um, I'm I'm everywhere. I'm moving and grooving. I'm flying. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 lit. You got all those dates. Uh, they 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 come and they go. Where can people go to make sure they're always up to date? Always have the right the times the right uh promotions and all that jazz go to my instagram or twitter it's at prize city og same handle facebook i use barely use you know what i mean but you can still go there and add me as a friend it's alec price i got an alec price facebook page um i got a pro wrestling tees go copy merch i usually have merch on me snapchat's only for the woes but if you want to make sure you know what i mean you want to make sure you keep up with alec price just look up on my YouTube channel. Go to IWTV. Go to Fight. I got a match every weekend. You can always watch my matches on there. Spectacular. Pick. Uh, give us all one match to watch tonight. Pick one. What do we watch? Right now, Jordan, me versus Jordan Oliver. Oh, my, my man! That's hot! You know what I mean? Oh, I love Jordan that Oliver. That was my match. Yeah. He's, he's a phenomenal that, talent that, as well. Um, yo, he's he's fantastic. That's my brother. Yeah, yeah, he he. We had him on this show like when we were first getting it kicked off. He was he was so grateful. Uh, he's he's just a great human being. I hope he's doing well. Uh, if you see him, but you'll see him before I do. Tell him we said hi. Yeah. Um, I got you. Yeah. Uh, something we do at the end of every show, Alec, uh, is I'm going to give you the mic now. I've talked enough tonight. Uh, I'm going to give you the mic. Uh, the floor is yours. You can say anything you want. You can put over anyone you want. You can bury anyone you want. I literally don't care. I will not interrupt. The floor is yours. What's good? I'm just going to be real. I'm going to be quick. Twitch screen, right? I want you to do one thing. If you're watching this Twitch stream, I want you to do one thing. I want you to go to Facebook. I want you to go to Instagram. I want to go to Twitter. I want you to follow these guys automatically. If you're not following them and you're watching the stream, what are you doing? You're a straight buster. All right? Go watch Ichiban. Number one, go watch Miracle Generation. Go watch Wrestling Open right now. What's the best thing on IWTV since ever? You know what I mean? Wrestling Open is it. It's happening every day or every Thursday. Worcester, Massachusetts. We're getting about 300 people. The city of Worcester is loving us. Um, check out my Instagram, Twitter. I got more merch on the way. I'm about to have new t-shirts coming. I already got logos set. I'm about to try to make a YouTube show with me and my boy Jimmy James. So, uh, you know, go to my Instagram, go to my Twitter and figure it out. You know what I mean? 
Alec, phenomenal job. You're welcome back anytime. The door is open. Uh, sky's the limit, man. Uh, have yourself a glorious night. Hell yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Peace. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.